It has been a very long time since I decided to sit down and just talk about wrestling on the show for you guys. It has been a long and very eventful four months in the land of professional wrestling. We haven't done a show since September. And I'm not going to cover everything from September until now because if I did, that's just, that's just, that. I can't even begin to explain on what happened from September until last night with what we're going to be talking about today, Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill. Guys, it's a brand new year. It's 2023. We we all have our our New Year's resolutions. We all have what we want to uh, get done. We all have our goals. And 2023, I believe, will be the year that I start consistently doing this. It's been on my mind for so long. And I know I've been telling you guys that I'm going to do it, but I never do it. And I, I, I do apologize for that. But I feel like right now I'm in a position where I can definitely be able to put out content like this outside of, you know, my social medias and really hopefully engage and gain a bigger audience. Because, dude, I love professional wrestling. And with what we just seen in the last 14 days in 2023, I have a feeling that this is going to be one of the most eventful years, probably of all time. It might even surpass 2022, which was an absolute wild year. Just a couple of things before we get into the show. In the third day of 2023, January 3rd, Sasha Banks pulls up New Japan Pro Wrestling. What the hell, right? Shocker. First night of 2023, January 1st, Shinsuke Nakamura wrestled a match in Pro Wrestling Noah. Alright, we move over a couple days later. Stephanie McMahon resigns as CEO of the WWE. Vince McMahon returns to the WWE as part of the board of director directors. Now he has been promoted to chairman of the company once again. All of this happened within just two weeks of being in 2023 if that is not an indication of what this year is going to be man i have no idea what will but today today we're going to be talking about some impact wrestling one of the most underrated underappreciated professional wrestling companies in the world i mean i'm talking about this show hard to kill 2023 was genuinely one of the most entertaining pay-per-views I have seen in a very long time. It's actually one of the few pay-per-views that I decided to buy instead of, you know, doing these little little website things. Uh, I actually decided to pay to watch this show, and I am pleasantly, pleasantly happy with what went down. We're going to be talking about one match on the kickoff show, going to be talking about the pay-per-view, going to be talking about what happened, debuts, returns, big moments, matches. And just the overall quality of the show. First things first is that we got to talk about one thing. And that is the production of Impact Wrestling. I know people talk about it a lot. And I don't want to be that guy to talk about it also. But it is a really big thing. And I feel like if they do fix this production problem that they have going on. Impact can genuinely be a top player in the wrestling game again. That's not me just bullshitting around. That is me stating something that I actually believe. I have friends 
that say, oh, yeah, you know, I would watch Impact if their production was better, they had bigger venues, if the audio didn't cut out every now and then, the lighting is kind of bad. I completely understand that. And me watching Impact from when it was TNA, when Hulk Hogan was running the shop until, you know, now, I've, I've seen the decline of production, especially during the 2019 era of Impact, where it was just absolutely abysmal. Like, the, the production there was borderline indie wrestling, and I am not surprised they lost about 200,000 fans of their weekly viewership through that era. But, again, I'm not somebody that really cares too much about the production issue because I'm a wrestling fan. I'm not a fan of how it looks on TV. I I can sit down and watch, you know, an independent show like GCW and be completely fine with how it looks. For me, it's the stories. It's the in-ring action. It's what I see on my screens. And boy, what a show this was. We started off red hot. First match we're going to be talking about, though, X Division Championship, Trey Miguel versus Black Taurus. That was just a fun match, man. A match that was initially supposed to be on the main show, which I have no idea why it got bumped to the pre-show. But it happened, and it was a really fun match. Trey Miguel is in this weird position as X Division Champion where he needed a change from being that likable likeable babyface. But then again, his his heel character, in my opinion, it's just not working. I'm not really getting into it. He doesn't really play that scumbag heel like he should. He definitely has the look to pull it off. He has that, you know, sort of asshole charm to him. As of right now, not really feeling it. In recent times, Impact has decided to make Trey their top guy within the X Division. And I'm not mad at it. But I do want to see other wrestlers get opportunities like Black Taurus. I believe tonight was the perfect opportunity to put the X Division Championship on him. He's been with the company for about four years. He absolutely deserves a championship. If you see the stuff that he does in Mexico, dude is an absolute beast in the ring. Um, and this match was fun. It was it was a kind of a short one, about 12, 13 minutes. Um... But it, it definitely delivered on some of those high-flying stakes. Black Taurus, for a guy his size, is an absolute freaking unit inside the ring. Dude is like a cruiserweight built as a freaking light heavyweight. And it's it's amazing to see how good these guys had, had chemistry together. Like I said, really weird, weird, weird decision of putting this on the pre-show. But another thing is there was supposed to be a match on the pre-show. Death Dolls versus Giselle Shaw, Tasha Steeles, and Savannah Evans. That never happened. Um, so I guess cards got shuffled around. They needed an extra match for the pre-show. They put Trey and Taurus on it. Once this match got onto the pre-show, I was like, okay, Trey's retaining the championship. There's no redeeming factors about this. The match should have been on the main show. Although it wasn't, it was still a really fun match. If you missed it, I suggest you guys checking it out. It's a pretty short, fun match. Really high-flying. These guys just have a really fun style. And uh, like I said, Trey Miguel, he won. He retained his title. I'm not sure where they go now with it, but I do think 
that uh, there are some options within the X Division. I'm not necessarily sure what their next position is going to be. Um, I could possibly see Trey Miguel versus Rich Swan, possibly. Like I said, not really sure what they can do with the X Division right now, but I, I do see potential. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, definitely one of the guys I believe should get that title once again. Trey Miguel versus Mike Bailey should be probably the match that happens at Rebellion, their next, their next pay-per-view. Um, so hopefully we get to see something like that. But right now, we're going to start with the main show. So a few days ago, uh, Impact announced that Josh Alexander and Bully Ray for the World Heavyweight Championship was going to kick off Hard to Kill. And holy shit, this match absolutely stole the show. First match in, and I was already thinking, ah, this is going to be pay-per-view of the year, man. Oh my god. Bully Ray is a very controversial wrestler. I completely understand that. But man, what he and Josh Alexander did these last couple of months was just pure cinema. These guys know how to tell a story like none other. Absolutely one of the most brutal matches I have witnessed in nationally broadcast television in so long. <clears throat> I don't want to get into like specific details of this match because there was a lot of scary bumps that both men took. I mean, right off the bat, Bully Ray putting Josh Alexander through a table before the match freaking started. This match, Josh Alexander was busted open before the bell rung. Josh Alexander fell from a ladder onto thumbtacks. Ah, oh, that was painful. This match was brutal. It was beautiful. It was excellent. Tommy Dreamer, he had a little little say-so in this matchup coming out. Everybody thought he was turning heel. I, sw I swear to you. I thought Tommy Dreamer was about to align with Bully Ray. Did it happen? No, but it was a pretty cool moment, though. I wish, I kind of wish it did. Um, but for context, Jason Hotch, John Schuyler, sort of two Bully Ray's lackeys, uh, came down, started beating the hell out of Josh Alexander, zip-tied him to the ring, uh, to the ring ropes, and started bashing him in the head with freaking trash cans, and dude, that, that was some cringe-inducing stuff. Every time Josh Alexander got hit with that trash can, I was like, yeah, no, I'm done, see you later. But then T Tommy Dreamer came down. Wasn't expecting Tommy Dreamer to get into this match, even though I probably should've. And uh, him and Bully Ray had a little standoff. Looked like Tommy Dreamer was about to fight Bully Ray. But then Bully Ray gave him the trash can. Looked like Tommy Dreamer was turning heel about to hit Josh Alexander across the head with that trash can. And then, boom. There goes Bully Ray. And then, of course, Tommy Dreamer got speared through a damn table because it's Tommy Dreamer, right? Gotta have his little moment. Uh... But man, this was such, such such a fun match, man. I sometimes, you know, looking back at the pay-per-view, I don't understand why this wasn't the main event. But then again, when we get to the main event, I totally understand why that was the main event. Anyways, Josh Alexander's wife came down to the ring, finished off the match, pleading for mercy for her husband. Um, and then just whams Bully Ray right into the balls. Just... Blow, blow, straight, straight to the nutsack. And uh, that's what 
turned the match. Uh, Josh Alexander went up to the top of the ladder, put Bully Ray onto a table, fucking just plowed Bully Ray through that table. Bully Ray kicked out. I t- I completely thought that that, that was going to be the final. Final moments. I swore to you, I can still swear to you, when Bully Ray kicked out of that table spot, I thought, oh no, Bully Ray is winning. But immediately after Bully Ray kicked out, Josh Alexander continued the pressure, put in the ankle lock, tap, tap, tap. Josh Alexander is still your Impact World Champion. Hell of a match, hell of a performance, hell of a rivalry, man. I know people are going to hate Bully Ray, but this was freaking genius. This rivalry was pure gold, some of the best stuff that Impact has done in a very long time. And I cannot wait to see what's next for Josh Alexander. For me personally, I'd give him like another, you know, one or two throwaway feuds for no surrender and sacrifice. But once we get to Rebellion, he should be at a year uh, as the world champion. Take that title off, Josh. Give it to Steve Macklin. That's my prediction for the next couple of months. Then we go to the Fatal 4-Way Elimination Tag Team Championship match. Motor City Machine Guns, Bullet Club, Major Players, and Heath and Rhino. This was a fun match. Definitely a match to uh, cool down the audience because it wasn't really super uh, out there like the opener. It's kind of hard to top that World Championship match throughout the rest of the show. But these these wrestlers definitely tried their best. This match was fun. Uh, it had a nice flow to it. The eliminations, Heath and Rhino were out first. Kind of expected it. Uh, you know, other than that, I really just didn't see Heath and Rhino really doing much anymore in the tag team division. Um, especially now with the major players seemingly like to be the next challengers for the titles after this match ended. Uh, but... Major players got eliminated. I was I was kind of shocked when that happened, honestly. Um, then it was down to the final two. Bullet Club, Ace Austin, Chris Bay versus the Motor City Machine Guns. That's a dream match. That's a matchup that I absolutely believe could have been just a simple hard-to-kill tag team championship match. We didn't need a four-way, but we got the four-way anyways. And that was... It was just awesome, man. These these four guys mesh so well together. Right as Ace Austin and Chris Bay were about to win the championships, major players came around, ruined their moment, beat up Ace Austin. There goes Bullet Club's chances of being champions. I kind of got upset, man. But then again, can't complain. Motor City Machine Guns are probably the greatest impact tag team of all time can't go wrong with a Motor City win. I love Chris Saban. Love Alex Shelley. Fun match. Fast-paced match. Definitely not, not a match to that uh, lived up to any sort of expectations. I believe it was, you know, right place at, at the right time. It was sort of a cool-off match, and it, it, it did its job. Um, but then, immediately, like, immediately after this match, this is what I want to talk about the most. Immediately after that match ended... Motor City Machine Guns are walking up that ring. Music hits. Here comes out Frankie Kazarian. Frankie Kazarian, Kaz, back in impact. You know what I thought was going to happen? Once Motor City was standing at, 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 on, on that ramp, Kaz came out. 
I was expecting bad influence to make their impact returns. And dude, if that happened, I would flip shit, dude. I would have went insane. Bad influence is one of my favorite impact tag teams ever. If Christopher Daniels came out right behind Kazarian, I would have went absolutely wild. But it didn't happen. Kazarian congratulated them. Walked down to the ring. Started talking about his last couple of months. And, you know, his time in Impact Wrestling. Losing the World Championship. Winning the X Division Championship. And his time in AEW. He said he was going to bet on himself. Huge news. Frankie Kazarian is no longer with AEW. He has officially signed a long-term contract with Impact Wrestling. He is back home full-time. There is no more excuses. Frankie Kazarian, wow. I am super happy. Super happy about this. Absolutely incredible moment. Frankie Kazarian got that awesome pop. Got the welcome home chance. It was just an, an, an incredible sight. Frankie Kazarian is definitely one of those TNA originals that breathe and bleed TNA. And seeing him back with Impact full time just brings a smile on my face. It was just a really fun, fun match. And I believe that it it can be it can be really one of the most one of the most entertaining runs up to this point in his career. Next up though, we have Moose versus Joe Hendry for the Impact Digital Media Championship. Now this match was just a good good hoss fight. Two heavyweights just duking it out in the ring. Probably one, hot take here, but probably one of my top 3 favorite matches of the night. It was just a really fun match, and, you know, I wasn't expecting a lot going into this match, but these guys put on, they put on a great performance. I know Moose had it in him. Joe Hendry, as of late, kind of being portrayed as a comedy character, but to, but last night, he, he definitely, definitely showcased that he could be just as serious as he can be funny. What a, what a good match. Moose... He defeats Joe Hendry, wins the Digital Media Championship after hitting a low blow. Everybody thinks it's over. Good matchup between the two. The night's going to continue, right? That's kind of what you thought, right? Moose heel doing heel work to win the championship from the likable babyface. Nope. Impact once again, back to back, decided to hit us with a big, big moment. And out comes Santino. Morella. What? Did anybody else expect this? Nobody on planet Earth expected Santino Morella to debut in Impact Wrestling last night at Hard to Kill. He is now the brand new director of authority in Impact. This is going to be freaking amazing, dude. Freaking amazing. New director of authority. He was talking about, you know... How Moose likes to dance like an idiot, you know, doing his little, you know, comedy shtick with the Italian accent, 
talking about hitting a man in the scrotissimus region. Dude, this was such a fun, fun segment. Santino still has it. He can still be funny. He can still pull off that accent. And he restarts the match. Joe Hendry versus Moose go at it for a second time. And one, two, three, Joe Hendry gains back that digital media championship. What a fun, fun moment that was. It is going to be so cool seeing Santino Morella as the new director of authority in Impact Wrestling. Cannot wait to see him more on TV. Definitely a wrestler that I believe could help Impact to get back to you know some sort of relevancy in the wrestling world. Santino is a huge name. Uh, one of the best comedy characters in WWE history. He was one world championship went away from becoming a uh, Grand Slam champion. That's kind of surprising though, right? One world championship win and he would have become a Grand Slam champion. So Santino, he has the accolades. He has the name recognition. He has the comedic value. Awesome, awesome pickup by Impact Wrestling gaining Santino Morella at Hard to Kill. What Director of Authority means, basically, in other terms, he's going to be the new Impact General Manager. It's going to be fun, man. Cannot wait to see where this goes. Going to have a lot of gold segments backstage, especially with Joe Hendry and Santino. Cannot wait for that to happen. But we move on, and we go to the Women's or knockouts, fatal four-way match to de- declare a number one contender for the knockouts championship. Going into this match, really, either four women could have won it. You have Deanna Peraza, Masha Slamovich, Taylor Wilde, and Killer Kelly. For me, I kind of, you know, of course I'm going to root for Deanna Peraza. I believe she is the probably top three greatest impact knockouts of all time so you know deep down I was rooting for her but then I kind of wanted a new challenger for the for the knockouts championship and then there comes Taylor Wilde and Killer Kelly kind of betting my money on these two for a while as the match progressed I genuinely thought that Killer Kelly was going to win she came out awesome entrance Freddy Krueger inspired gear she looked like a badass. Really thought she was going to win it. But then, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be controversial either. But Masha Slamovich gets the victory, is the new number one contender for the Knockouts Championship. I don't want to say that I'm not a fan, but I would have preferred somebody else. Masha has had multiple shots at the knockouts title uh, most notably at Bound for Glory back in October when Jordan Grace defeated her in a phenomenal 5-5 five, five star match man uh, I'm, not dis- I'm not discrediting Masha in any way she's an outstanding wrestler I mean she's probably one of the best pure wrestlers on the knockouts division right now so just with her winning I feel like I feel like we could have had a uh a new challenger could have freshened up the scene a little bit. But I'm not I'm not mad at it. The match was good. The match was actually surprisingly short, I felt. Um I don't think it really reached its full potential, especially with all four women that were involved. This could have genuinely been a great slobber knocker match. 
and it it just didn't click. Um, Killer Kelly had some great moments. Deanna Perrazzo, I feel, was kind of shoved off to the side a little bit. Uh, gave the rest of the women to have you know more moments. Uh, Taylor Wilde, of course, she was the experienced veteran in this match. Um, I don't think many people expected her to win, but her winning would have been a would have been a warm welcome as she did defeat uh, Masha Slamovich this past week on Impact Wrestling TV. So Masha Slamovich gets the win. She's the new number one contender for the Knockouts title. I don't know if they're going to do the championship match at No Surrender next month, at Sacrifice in March, or if they're going to hold on to that for the next three months and wait till April on Rebellion. Not sure when she's going to get that title match. Um... But, you know, once Masha won, I kind of had a little, you know, I kind of thought, kind of didn't, on what was going to happen with the main event with Mickey James and Jordan Grace. I'll get to that later on. But we move on to the next match. Steve Macklin, Rich Swan, Falls Count Anywhere in Atlanta match. This match, kind, it's kind of, okay, so when it first started, production was not very good camera were shaky audio was very clunky <coughs> excuse me there wasn't a lot that uh appealed to a, a viewer but once they got into that arena holy shit this match was freaking brutal steve macklin is one of the most hard-hitting wrestlers on that impact roster and i believe he is the next world champion Let's talk about it. Steve Macklin and Rich Swan; these guys are two of the most reliable workers in the Impact roster right now. Put on a fucking clinic of a match. Brutal, man. Brutal match. I loved every second of it. Steve Macklin just has that aura about him that can just make anything work at any time. Doesn't matter what type of match it is. Doesn't matter if it's a pure rules, if it's a hardcore. This guy is just everything you want from a world champion. Put the belt on him. Please, 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 Scott Demore. Stop fucking up this guy. His time is now. Give it to him at Rebellion. Steve Maglin got the victory over Rich Swan in what was a f- awesome match, dude. There wasn't a single bad match on this card. I believe every match was at least three and a half stars and above. So the in-ring quality was just great. Aside from the six-way X-Division match that happened in the pre-show, which I did not cover because I I just didn't really feel like it. Um, Other than that, the rest of the pay-per-view was just absolutely eye-gluing. Steve Macklin got the win. There was a spot where Steve powerbombed Rich Swan onto the outside of the ring. Looked absolutely devastating. Rich Swan sold that like a million bucks. Just a just a great hard-hitting physical match. Really enjoyed it. Steve Macklin got the victory. Hopefully, he can now get that shot at the world championship because man, he has one hell of a resume. He's defeated Sammy Callahan, Moose, Jay White, the former IWGP heavyweight champion. He defeated Jay White. While he was the champion, he defeated Chris Sabin, and he defeated Rich Swan last night. 
Those are five world champions. Five former world champions he's defeated in just a matter of six months. Give this man the title. Please, please, for the love of God. Make him the next champion. I love, I love Josh Alexander. Don't get me wrong. Josh is one of the best wrestlers in the world. But if there's anybody who can take that championship away from Josh, it's Steve Macklin. No questions. Two more matches left on this show. And we get a kind of a sleeper match. I, don't, I, I didn't really see a lot of people talk about it. But this match was fucking brilliant. I mean, Jonathan Gresham and Eddie Edwards are just so good in the ring. Gresham is one of the greatest technical wrestlers in the world. Eddie Edwards is just one of those phenomenal smash and bash, smash and bang sort of wrestlers. One of the more physical guys on the Impact roster. This match, it it didn't really have any stakes going into it. More so, uh, just a grudge match. But man, did these two deliver. Eddie Edwards came out, new mohawk, little little green at at the top, really getting into his Boston roots. It was dude, 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 like like a menace. He looked like a maniac. He looked awesome. Jonathan Gresham came out, octopus, octopus mats, like always, and uh, these guys just killed it. Like I said, I didn't see many people talk about it, which is kind of weird because Eddie Edwards and Jonathan Gresham are two of quite possibly the best pure wrestlers on the Impact roster. I say this a lot, but Impact has a lot of phenomenal athletes. Um, yeah, just just a great, great back and forth match. There was a uh, pinning sequence, actually, that happened during the match that just got me like, wow, wow, I, I need to watch this, like, full on. And it did not disappoint. I don't, okay, here's the thing. Eddie Edwards got the win. I was kind of expecting a Jonathan Gresham win here. He just signed with Impact Wrestling about two months ago. And I kind of thought, okay, Jonathan Gresham's going to get this big win. It's going to catapult him into, into the main event scene. That didn't happen. Which, kind of understandable. I mean, Eddie Edwards, he is an Impact veteran. He is that guy on the Impact roster. He is the heart and soul of Impact. And he has been on a roll as of late. Challenged for the World Championship at Bound for Glory in a phenomenal match. Um, has, like I said, had a phenomenal match against Jonathan Gresham at Hard to Kill. He's been on a roll for pay-per-view matches over the last couple of months. Eddie Edwards gets the victory. But then, as you think it's all over... Here we go again. Another goddamn surprise. Impact Wrestling, you are an absolute freaking god. PCO is back from the dead. PCO is back in Impact Wrestling. And he wants revenge against Eddie Edwards. Give it to me. Give it to me right now. Dude, you do not understand how happy I am with this pay-per-view. PCO versus Eddie Edwards is going to be a freaking clinic. These guys are going to kill each other, and I'm going to love every single second of it. PCO is an absolute maniac in the ring. Dude will just kill himself for the enjoyment of the fans. Eddie Edwards, he's not afraid to get down and dirty sometimes. Wow. 
so excited to see where that goes. So, so, so excited to see where it goes. And I don't know what would happen after this, but I do believe that a PCO, he may win this feud, and I'm not mad at it. He is a contracted wrestler in Impact Wrestling. He's one of the very few wrestlers who signed with Impact. Him and Kenny King are the two guys from Honor No More who decided to sign. Uh, Vincent, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett, they're out. They're not with Impact anymore. But PCO and Kenny King stayed. I think both of them are actually in for a pretty big push. PCO, he may be in his 50s, but the dude is fucking insane. Just wow. Fun moment. Fun moment. Fun moment. You just have to watch this show to get into it, man. And here we go. It's time for the last rodeo. The main event. Knockouts. World Championship. It's Mickey James. It's Jordan Grace. Title versus career. Everything was on the line. And wow. What a beautiful match, man. Just beautiful. Mickey James is an absolute legend. Jordan Grace played the villain in this match. To a perfection. She ate those boos. That the crowd were giving her. Like it was nothing. Phenomenal character work by both women. Phenomenal selling by both women. This match. Had me at the edge of my seat. The entire time. At first. I, I, really, I really did think Mickey James. Was going to lose. And she was going to retire. Especially after that beautiful entrance, man. The, the Native American heritage entrance was phenomenal. Family in the crowd. Victoria or Tara uh, crying. This just had emotion to it. And I completely understand why they made this the main event. Five stars. Five fucking stars. Just a great match, man. Mickey James. I thought that was it for her right after Jordan Grace kicked out of that McDDT. I thought Jordan Grace was winning. I was like, oh no, this can't happen. I love Mickey James, one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. Please win. Find a way to win. Please, Mickey. She did it. She fucking did it. Mickey James is a brand new knockouts women's knockouts champion. So excited, man. So excited. So happy for Mickey James. The last radio, the last rodeo concluded with the Knockouts Championship. Couldn't have ended any better. Just a great, great show, man. I can't express how awesome this pay-per-view was. Genuinely. As somebody who's watched Impact from its worst of the worst years from 2017 to 2018 to watch its small slow rise from 2020 until right now Impact is doing some of the best work it has done in years and I am not going to stop saying this until some of you guys start watching this man it's a great show 
hard to kill. Out of five stars, I'm giving it a 4.8. That's how that's how good it was, man. I believe every person who won deserved it. Every person who won the right shot was was called. And uh, yeah, so that was hard to kill. Great way to open up 2023. Great way to open up Impact Wrestling's year. If this is an indication of what Impact has in store for the rest of the year, I can guarantee you, you'll be hearing so much more of it on this on this show. You're going to be hearing me talk about it so much more on social media. Because this show was truly, truly a great, great pay-per-view. And it was absolutely worth the $40. With that being said... Thursday night, I believe we have a pit fight between Mike Bailey and Kenny King. Should be a good fight, man. I feel like that should have been on the pay-per-view, though. I'm not sure where they would have put it because they did have to remove the ring ropes. And uh, let it be, you know, sort of a blood sport style match. I don't know where that would have fit on the pay-per-view. I don't know if they wanted to reconstruct the ring. But... It was. It definitely had that pay-per-view feel to it. But nonetheless, it's happening this Thursday in the main event of Impact. And I will definitely be seeking that out. So, I just want to end this on a high note. And tell you guys that 2023 is going to be a different year. It's going to be a year that I start putting out. Like I said earlier on the show, a lot more content. I want to really grow as not only a creator, but as a person. And I believe this year has all the makings to be exactly that. I love professional wrestling. I love the art of storytelling. I love the physicality of the in-ring work. It's, it's that simple. If you want to call me a mark, call me a mark. 2023, I'm saying it right now, my New Year's resolution is to put out a WrestleWarp podcast every single week. Regardless of what topic it is, regardless if it's relevant to today's news, I just want to put out something for you guys. And hopefully... Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Because deep down from the bottom of my heart, I'm really appreciative for every single one of you. Everybody who follows me. Everybody who's, you know, supported me. You guys mean the world. So I'm going to end this podcast, end this show, by just saying thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for just sitting down and enjoying professional wrestling with me. This has been the very first episode in 2023 of the Russell Warp Podcast, and I will see each and every one of you guys on the next one. Take it easy, y'all. See y'all soon.